Hi, this is Afia Letha from KingdomBeats.com. Proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders. On- We're on Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders and I have a guest all the way from Virginia in the USA. And his name is Tony Davis, or if you want his Sunday name, it's Anthony Davis. But we're about to interview him. Yeah. Um, we're about to interview, interview him regarding his life. I like to interview different people from different backgrounds in their life, people who have gone through things like <laughs> the typical health issues of like diabetes, things like depression, and or not just how they are dealing with that to help others going forward. So... Uh, as I say, going forward in the show, we will have our standard 60-second singing uh, singing tips from Benita Charles, benitacharles.com, uh, who is from New York. She's a singer, she's an artist, and we'll be playing her 60-second and motivation singing tips later in the show. We'll also be having Lisa Moen, a country singer from Canada, her latest single, her latest song we'll be playing. I uh, look forward to hearing that in the show. And we'll play one of her other songs as well because she has, she's got Country Girls Rock and Roll, which is a great song. We'll play that in her latest one, which is just out. Uh, so it's all good fun. So I'm interviewing my guest, which is Tony Davis from uh, Virginia, USA. Uh, he is on Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders. Uh, my aim is Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders is to interview people across the world and get their brand into the UK, into Scotland, and to hear their inspirational story about their lives and how, by listening to them, they will then be able to impact others through the pod- people listening to the podcast. So, Tony, welcome to Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders, and thank you for coming on the show. It's such short notice. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome, uh, Ramsey. Uh, you're Mikhail Freyer, Ramsey. Take your pick. I call you both all yeah, the time. But, 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 uh, either way, either way. Yeah, thank, you, thank you for having me on, Frazier. You know, I really do appreciate it. Um, especially since I don't do this much stuff. Well, stuff, it's, it's, uh, we are taking but, you down an unleashed path and we're taking you out so, of your comfort zone. So this is going to be a good experience for Tony I, Davis. I have done this a few times on my own. You know, mostly it's just very impromptu for me. But me being on the receiving end, uh, uh, yeah, it's a little bit more different. D- oh, different. Don't worry. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll be, you will be fine. So um, we are doing this on Get Vocal again. Like I did the last interview with uh, Pat Voss. We are, it has been recorded live on a video, but for those who will be get hearing on the podcast, uh, it's the same standard that we'll be taking slight breaks for obviously uh, the music and our Benita Charles 60 second singing tips and our supporters out there who support us, etc., etc. So, Tony, uh, tell us, tell us that we had a brief chat before the show to get a bit of a background on what Tony, mm-hmm. what Tony goes through and what he does. Uh, well, so we're going to talk about he does. We're going to talk about he's got type one diabetes. We're coming to that down the line in the show. We are also yeah. uh, he still he struggled with depression as well. But we're going to talk about Tony. You, know, you were saying you weren't you live in. Virginia now, but you weren't you were in North Carolina, was it? You were well, I should, I should start from the beginning by, by just reintroducing myself. You know. Okay. My, my name is Anthony Davis. I go by I go by Anthony. Sometimes I go by Tony. Uh, to be formal, I go by Tony Davis. 
Um, I'm 44 years of age. I'll be 45 in uh, November, November 5th. Um, at, at the age of six, I found out that I had a very slight case of, of cerebral palsy, um, which we talked a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, mostly, most of what the slight case of cerebral palsy did was it affect my feet and my legs uh, to the point that my ankles didn't work properly very, very well. Um, I was very flat-footed. I was flat-footed as a kid, still into this day. Um, and um, it, it just caused a lot of um, muscle cramps, muscle spasms um, in my feet and my legs. And um, I, that was just a very minor thing in my life compared to what I deal with now. I uh, still deal with, with cerebral palsy um, to the point that back in 2000, I had to get tendon linking surgery to fix what was going on um, because the tendons had gotten to the point my my feet were just basically dragging on the floor. Right. And so they they fixed that, and now I'm pretty much flat-footed for the rest of my life. Um, so anyway, uh, fast-forwarding from six till about – Fourteen. So what? What? Um, let me ask you. What actually? Do you know? Did you find the reason of why you got cerebral cerebral palsy? Put my teeth in for that one. I I never did, and you know, I never really thought to ask, and and I really didn't really want to because you know I was a kid. You know, I wanted to live a normal kid life, and um, you know, I did find out you know later that most of the time cerebral palsy is caused because of of a lack of oxygen, um, either in the birthing process or after the birthing process. And so I just kind of assumed, okay, yeah, there was a fluke, you know, and uh, I didn't find out until I was six years old that I had it. And we right, just okay. kind of like, what were, okay. What were, yeah. the, I mean, what were the signs? What were the signs that your parents were seeing? Well, was my, on, something was wrong. Well, what was going on uh, up till I was, till I learned to walk up till about six or seven, I walked on my tiptoes. All the time, everywhere I went, I stood on my tiptoes and I walked, and it was just natural to me. I didn't really much think about it. To be honest with you, I thought I was being cute, <laughs> and I probably was, but um, it just felt natural to me. And my mom was like, "Okay, that's not natural for a kid to walk on his toes all the time." And you know, they took me to the doctor, and they said, "Yeah, he's got a very high, slight case of cerebral palsy. It's affecting his ankles." Um, they did work with me a lot to uh, improve my balance and improve my, my way I walk and uh, got me to walking normal. Um, and um, to the point that I was just like, if, if no one knew that I had slight case cerebral palsy, they would have never guessed unless I, I told them, you know, that's that was going on. So uh, that's... Um, pretty much what happened at the age of six now fast forwarding from six to the age of 14 about 13 14 years of age i found out that i was a type 1 diabetic um i found out i was a type 1 diabetic i was in the seventh grade and uh, i was homeschool uh um not homeschooling and i was in i was in a private school at a, at a church i was going to and um just you know the normal Typical stuff you hear about when you're a type 1 diabetic, you know, constantly thirsty, constantly going to the bathroom, constantly overtired. Um, and uh, it, it just uh, 
well, never did occur to me until uh, my doc, uh, until my mom had to take me to the doctor, emergency doctor, and he checked my blood and it was out of control. Okay. Uh, and they put me in the hospital for two weeks. Uh, that was no December of 1988. I remember that distinctly. Um, so and what, what uh, was it? Just over, sorry, just to just to get the background. Obviously, certain people. I mean, what to get type one diabetes? Not everyone just I mean just do you just get it, or you're is it hereditary, or is it? Well, for me, for to, me, it was hereditary. For me, it's hereditary. Right? Okay. So what yeah, we, for me, it's hereditary. My my aunt Raynell dealt with it. Um, my my mother's sister. Uh, Aunt, Aunt Raynell, uh, she had it. A few other people in the family had it. We we suspected a couple other people had it in my family, uh, but it wasn't. But that was in the twenties and thirties. Whenever you know we suspect they might have had it, but yeah, you know then it wasn't as well established and known. Yes, this is diabetes, um, and uh, so it, it does run in my family on my mother's side. And um, uh, so it hit me hard. It hit me pretty hard as a teenager um, to the point that I was a stubborn teenager and I really didn't think that, you know, I needed to take care of myself as much as I should have um, or I didn't think it would get as bad as I did. And so I, you know, I pretty much ignored it. Um, and I, I eat what I wanted to, and I didn't take my shots and, and didn't, you know, really take care of myself like I should have. And, um, it went from being 14 to my mid twenties, probably about 23 or 24. It really hit me at the age of 23 when I had a car wreck, I rear-ended somebody coming home from school from college and uh, rear-ended somebody and uh, the, the the impact of the uh, uh, the wreck, it shattered my right ankle to right. the point that now I have an artificial ankle in my right foot. Um, but that's whenever my diabetes really took its rampage from all the years of not taking care of myself. And so I started developing um, diabetic retinopathy, which is leaking of blood and fluid in the eyes, um, started getting diabetic um, nerve problems, uh, and um, where my nerves was tingling all the time, and um, they were pretty much just dying is what, what the problem was. So just, um, just quickly, just to backtrack a little bit, um, so you, were you home? You said you were homeschooled up until what, or did you go to a, a main school at all? Well, I, I was in homeschool from my uh, eighth grade year to my scene to my junior year, the end of my junior what year. Age, what age is that? Um, here in America, that is uh, mostly through your teenage years. So uh, that was, um, uh, let's see here, in, in 11th grade, I was. 15, 16 years of age. So I, um, uh, so I was in homeschool from probably about 14 years of age till 16, most of my teenage years. Okay. And, um, and then my senior year, I ended up uh, going to a local community college and, um, I got a, a high school diploma through the local community college. 
found out I was well ahead of, of everybody else in the community college. Only had to take a senior English to graduate. I was like, hey, I can do that in three months. I did it in two. Wow. And um, so, you know, I graduated high, high, high school early because yeah, that was in 93 when that happened. Um, and uh, I, I'd say ed, homeschool was a godsend for me. <laughs> Educationally, it was godsend. Uh, Might have hurt me a little bit socially, but I've learned to adapt from social situations. We did have uh, homeschool um, groups, so I'd, I'd get together with other homeschoolers and do, you know, field trips and things like that. Went to uh, uh, church youth groups, so I got interaction with other teens um, and um, was in sports and played piano, uh, learned, tried to play the piano and uh, learned that. And we'll take a small, what we'll do is we'll take a small break because we'll, because uh, we, we have a, just we can come more into your schooling life when you, uh, uh, and obviously the effects of having, dealing with type 1 diabetes and uh, the slight cerebral palsy going on in your life. But obviously, how did, obviously knowing how did that impact on your social life and things in your friends and what you couldn't could what you couldn't couldn't do. So we'll be back with Tony. Uh, for those who are listening on the podcast, we'll be back with Tony in a second. We're just taking a small break, so we'll actually come into our usual. We'll have our sixty-second singing tips with Benita Charles, and we'll then play uh, Lisa Moran's new song. And I done it again before I started the interview. I forgot the title, which <laughs> just doesn't really do me any favors. So uh, it's, it's a part, part of us when you do something late at night and you just forget. It's not good. But I will give you her latest song. Her latest song is, uh, if I can remember it, read her title, Z Mixes A or something. I know that's the title of what I've got. But anyway, it, is, uh, it looks very, it's a, I love her music. She's very upbeat. She's very like your sort of Carrie Underwood, upbeat and really cool music from Canada. So we're playing that. And... Um, we will then walk. So as I say, we'll have Benita Charles, the 60 second singing tips and motivation, which we like. We always have uh, on our podcast, a great supporter of the show. And we'll have Lisa Moore and we'll be back after these sort of the, uh, these sections of the, the show. We'll be back with Tony for part two. Hi, this is Benita Charles from BenitaCharles.com on Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders with your 60 second singing tip. Today's tip is about taking a step back. In life, change is certain to happen. There's nothing wrong with taking a step back, especially if you don't like the way things are going. Or, maybe your vision has changed and you need to change directions. In those times, step back, reevaluate your goals and objectives, and rebrand yourself to a new audience. Maybe this is just the thing you need to do to take yourself and your business to the next level. Level up and shine. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for the next 60-second singing tip on Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders. Sitting here just thinking, am I going to be okay? 
And welcome back to Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders. This is part two. We've just had listen, listen to Lisa Moore and Benita Charles's 60 second singing tips. So, as I say, if you're listening to the podcast, you've just listened to that. But as I say, we are live on getvocal.com uh, and that's G E T V O K L. Uh, we are doing a video at the moment, but we'll be using the audio from this video, as I say, for the podcast. Hence the breaks that you are for those who are in the audience watching this, just so they understand. But Tony, yeah, so tell us about your um, social life growing up. I mean, you've just, you've discovered you've got... Well, my, my social life, my social life as a teenager, as, as a kid, I was a very going, outgoing kid. I was a very yeah. emotionally stable, outgoing You're kid. Always, Never met a stranger as a kid. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was always the very first one to come up and say, hey, my name's Tony, what's going on? You know, and, and on this point, I was annoying and... <laughs> Um, kind of a little bit uh, nerdy okay. uh, and annoying. Um, and I, I, what what happened was at uh, probably around fourteen, fifteen. Um, just to make a long story short, and I don't want to go out of de- details. Um, I didn't deal with rejection very well. Um, at the age of fifteen, uh, I approached a group of girls that wanted to be friendly with just you know nothing you know nothing more than that I just want to be friendly and I come up to them and then you know I said hey my name's Tony and they pretty much just snubbed me and kind of like so you know give me that attitude and that was the first time that that had really ever happened to me to the point I was like what was that um and uh, so, you know, I approached him again. I said, hey, my name's Tony. And, you know, they kind of you know, gave me the little snub again. And it took me from a very socially outgoing kid to the point that I was scared to death to even talk to anybody. I mean, I just went from that one extreme to the other. Okay. Um, and uh, that still affects me today. Even at 44, 45 years of age, that still affects me today. Um, it wasn't until I was, uh, about, uh, three months into my drastic change that my, my aunt Raina, my, my mother's uh, sister who helped take care of me as a kid, uh, me and my brother as a kid, because my mother was a single mother. And, um, so, you know, she relied a lot on my, my aunt Raina and other friends and family for help. Um. Yeah, she was always encouraged me to read. So I read quite a lot as a kid and I read a lot as a teenager. And she um she gave me three books that she wanted me to read. Uh one of which was the Bible. Um one of which was uh Chariots of the Gods, if you're into that you know, ancient aliens kind of thing, um uh in biblical uh structure. And the third book she gave me was How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I looked at these three books. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's uh, interesting reading there uh, right now. So, you know, I started reading the, those three books. And, um, you know, I got a lot out of the Bible. And I got a lot out of uh, the um, Chariots of Gods because it made me really question my my faith and my Christianity and it, not in a bad way, but in a good way, you know, kind of just asking a little bit deeper. 
But um, how to win friends and influence people really um, took me to the point of learning how to, one, accept myself, learning who I was, learning who other people were, uh, who other people were, how other people think, how I think, how I could bring the best from me out in other people, how other other people can bring the best out in me, and how together, you know, we could bring the best out in, in everybody. So, you know, I took the what I learned from how to win friends and influence people as a kid to uh, just part of my life, learning how to approach people, how to deal with people, how to be friendly with people. Um, it didn't help in my rejection too much because I was still to the point I'm just like, eh, I'm scared to do this. But I, I've learned to boldly, uh, as I say in Star Trek, to boldly go and approach people and be be uh, approachable and um, learn that if, if I tick with somebody, they're going to tick with me. And if I tick with them, you know, vice versa. And I've learned that, you know, not everybody's going to like me. I'm not going to like everybody. And uh, I learned who who is going to be good for me, who's going to be bad for me, who I'm going to be good for, not good for. And that's pretty much the approach that I have taken in my life and is uh, one, take my life seriously. Uh, and two, take my, um, my uh, approach to being sociable seriously as well to the point that like, I, I'm not going to get hurt again. I'm not going to get re rejected. And if I do, I'll go to the next person or go to the next group of people. So, um, I, uh, started developing, um, a lot of my social skills through my family's business, which was a coffee shop tea room, uh, here in, again, uh, Virginia. Uh, and so, you know, I started learning, you know, how to talk to people that way. Uh, social media really helps. Um, YouTube really helped when YouTube first started. I literally took my video camera out and I set it up and I used it as therapy and I'd sit there and I would talk to my, my video camera, like a therapist and I'd post the videos. And next thing you know, people were commenting, Hey, I feel the same way. Hey, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're dealing with. Um, I know that, um, I know I can understand what you're going through. Um, started, um, finding other places like Google Hangouts where I could meet common people and uh, Facebook helps a lot. Uh, now get vocal, get vocal really helped out a lot. Um, and so let, before we go to China, just so we don't go too far ahead to go, uh, so you don't cover too many bases, but to dissect a bit more. Um, so we're reading these, all the books and, I'm guessing obviously they, it sounds like they obviously helped you know to sort of get back on track a little bit. But do you st uh, do you still have that sort of kind of fear that you might be rejected still from then after reading all these books and the knowledge you have to uh, like even just approaching people like you used to do, but you're not sure because you're still a bit sort of anxious because you might get rejected again. Well, I mean, I still deal with it to the point that it, it's going to be part of my life for forever. And it's part of life, everybody's life, you know, 
you deal with um, social situations all the time. Um, also keep in mind, you know, as a teenager, I was dealing with, um, with, with health situations um, and um, even more so in my twenties because it all caught up to me um, and uh, dealing with my uh, spiritual issues. Uh, that was um, because we went from, Variety of churches, everything Baptist, Wesleyan, the Methodist, Church of Christ, Church of God. <laughs> so, you know, I got a whole little gambit of. So, why did, of, what, what was the reason why you went to all these different denominations of churches? Well, it, um, it was um, mainly because we didn't fit. I didn't fit into a lot of the uh, uh, mainstream churches. Uh, the very first church I went to was a charismatic church, a non-denominational charismatic church. And um, uh, happy, so... Happy clappers. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the clappers and the laying <laughs> on the hands and yes, that that kind of uh, that kind of church. And, uh, you know, that was my mindset of of that. And then, um, you know, we, we, we um, both uh, I and my family, we kind of struggled with with uh, church politics, church religion, just everything in general. And we kind of just um, went from, you know, denomination to denomination, trying to find a best uh, fit for us. Um, and I, uh, I'm i kind of glad that I went through that as a teenager and a young adult because it kind of gave me a unique perspective of God. He gave me a perspective of of a, a Gnostic point of view, not agnostic, Gnostic, Gnostic coming from the Greek word Gnosis, which is from the word knowledge. Um, and all my belief in a higher power is knowledge based. So I do believe in a higher power. I, I am convinced without a shadow of a doubt through a lot of faith that there is a lot of, that there is a higher power, but the best way to find it is through knowledge and through constant searching and seeking of, of him and his, and his will and his uh, um, plan for you. And uh, sometimes the plan is rocky and sometimes the plan doesn't go quite as scheduled. Um, and so would you, uh, would you describe yourself as a, a Christian or a non-Christian just searching? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider myself as a non-Christian, not, not an atheist at all. Uh, as I said, you know, I, I am, a, I do have a very firm belief in a higher power uh, and, and God, and it's all biblically based and it's all uh, based on um, um, the 66 books of the Bible. But then there's some other stuff in there too, you know, cause I've read, I've read the Dead Sea Scrolls and I've read the books of Apocrypha and I've read some of the other, you know, uh, religious texts and I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, this stuff fits, but it's not, you know, accepted. It's kind of, fits and kind of goes in there and um so for me it's more of an of a gnostic approach uh i uh i have a firm faith that there is a higher power and that in jesus and, and god and the, the holy spirit but uh there's a little bit more to the to the jigsaw puzzle that need to understand to get a more deeper understanding uh does that make sense yeah. What, what, 
I think I, I think obviously you want your. I mean, from a point of view of maybe different, slightly different cultures, and with, with me being in the UK and yourself in America, uh, I would probably say to my definition of that is you're still kind of searching a little bit, and you're not quite mm-hmm. knowing that you're not satisfied. And maybe there's sometimes in these cases, if you keep you overcomplicate something, it can be quite simple. You're never really going to be satisfied because you're just constantly going to search. You're constantly going to want to know something or you find some new knowledge that's going to attract you and, and attract yeah. you to want, and you'll constantly bump over or almost like brain overload of knowledge because, yeah, which is not well, it can be good, maybe yeah, for some, healthy. And for healthy. some people, it is a TMI approach, too much information, and that's great and wonderful. But for somebody who constantly asks, why what for how come explain a little bit more of that know there's a little bit more of that story than what you're telling me then yeah it's a wonderful approach to take uh to the point it's like um well does kind of adds validity does uh the way you do things does is it does it impact or change your life excuse me in any way it it does to the point where um, like I said, you know, since I, I deal with a lot of health issues and I've learned that in my life, if I don't deal with my health issues uh, very seriously, they will get worse. And um, I've had a few uh, close death experiences already uh, through my health problems. Um, well, that, that if I don't take care of myself, I will get sicker and sicker. Um, so, and the same thing with my, with my knowledge from a search of, of knowledge to give validity towards a higher power that uh yeah it's a uh, thing you take very seriously and um uh sometimes you have to uh go a lot on faith and uh to get where you're going okay so well talk about your health a bit you said that obviously there's times in your in your life that you didn't really take care of yourself and you the effects obviously and what around about the age it was in your twenties, stroke thirties, that you were really your health was just took a nosedive, and you're talking about these near death experiences as well. well yeah, um, you know, in like I said, you know, I developed uh, slight slight case of poly when I was six, and then uh, type one diabetes when I was fourteen, and I didn't didn't really take care of myself, and uh, uh, in my mid twenties, my diabetes just kind of went on a rampage with me because of of a car wreck that I had mm-hmm. and started developing uh, uh, diabetic eye problems and diabetic uh, muscle problems and nerve problems and, and everything else. So, you know, that kind of uh, uh, kicked my butt a little bit to the point like, yeah, I'm going to get this back under control. And um, in 97, my, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, the uh, the uh, uh, glucose uh, uh, reading uh A1C, the A1C here in America, uh, it was at 13, which is very dangerously high. Right. Um, It went from 13 in 97 to uh, in 06 down. I had it down to uh, 6.2, which was very acceptable because nowadays they want it between five and seven all the time, the the, uh, the A1C. And... um, so now it's a constant struggle of just keeping it at around six to uh, uh, be be acceptable. Um, 
few years ago, I found out I had a heart murmur. Um, and my doctor really wasn't too concerned with it. He just said, oh, you got a heart murmur. You know, we'll keep, we'll keep track of it. And um, he monitored it every year doing an EKG. And then about three years ago, I developed um, uh, the heart murmur got worse to the point. It's like, yeah, I believe you have an enlarged heart. Uh, and I did. Um, I had an enlarged heart. I uh, found out that my vertical wall in my uh, heart the head protruded over into my right hand chamber. Um, you have four chambers in your heart. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, you have four chambers in your heart, and my, uh, my vertical wall was protruding over into my upper right hand chamber to the point I was only getting 20% of blood flow in there. Right. So I'm like, oh. So <coughs> um, they, uh, like, well, is this diabetic related? And it's like, yeah, it could be, you know, diabetes, comp diabetes complicates everything. So sure, this could be a, another related thing. So I started, um, uh, a friend of mine started taking me out on walks every day and started taking me out on bike, bike rides every day. Um, went on bike, um, adult tricycle that I have. And um, I uh, started to uh, really take that under control to the point that uh a year ago this time year go last year i went to my heart doctor and my heart doctor had said that my uh heart uh protrusion in my heart had improved drastically it had gone down from 80 percent down to 42 uh, percent that's fantastic that's good news and uh I, he said well what have you been doing i said well just been riding a bike and and exercising walking around the neighborhood and he said yeah i was amazed that it was going down from 80 to 42 percent i said well this time next year in about three weeks from now two weeks from now i go to see the heart doctor again and i'm expecting a lot more improvement because uh last year in may i started doing uh going to the gym more uh lifting weights and um doing cardio uh, aerobics, walking on treadmills and uh, doing that kind of stuff. And um, I just kind of took the attitude of with all the stress that's in my life, and I don't want to go into a lot of detail of what's going on in my life stress-wise, stress um, but with all the stress in my life, I do realize that God has a, a very – big plan for me and that um through all my struggles that i've dealt with and everything that he has a very big plan for me and that if i don't take myself seriously and i don't take my health seriously and i don't take my my life seriously they're not going to happen uh so uh, that's the reason i take it one day at a time and, and one situation at a time and um and go, go big or go home to the point that I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to take this seriously. Uh, and it's going to be a bumpy road, uh, difficult road, but I'll pause, I'll, you, I'll pause you for a second and we'll take an RE commercial break for those who are listening to this. We, we'll take a brief break. We're um, just to, a shout out to some of our supporters and sponsor. We are supported by, uh, sponsored by kingdomese.com. That's Ephialetham. 
it's, it's uh, semi-precious gems. You can design your own. So if you like Kingdom Beads, uh, you can go to the kingdombeads.com as our sponsor. We have many supporters. We have our list of them. A lot of people supporting us. We have uh, myself, edmerdusters.co.uk, Cleaners Edinburgh. If you're looking for a cleaning company in Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, happily to give me a call. I'll give you a quote. We have uh, Ideas Go Live, John Drummond, who does web design. We have Brent BenitaCharles.com, who is, as I say, we've listened to you earlier in the show with Benita Charles's 60-second singing tip. Um, she's in New York. And we have the guy, our cook report, who is a podcaster, who uh, does five to ten-minute podcasts on B2B business and SEO stuff. Uh, you can also go to EileenSmith.com. Eileen Smith does a lot of live streaming. She tests a lot of platforms. Uh, you can find her on YouTube. It's under I-L-E-A-N-E-Smith.com. And for her website, also her name. Uh, you So thank you for all the support we get from there. We get Brent Mann, who's in Tampa, Florida. He's another uh, country gospel singer, but he's also originally from Canada. But he uh, supports us, so you can go to BrentManMusic.com. Uh, that's Brent, B-R-E-N-T-M-A-N-N, music.com. Uh, and we also, a big thanks to Curtis Brooks Media Productions.com. Uh, Curtis does lots of like web, does websites, little videos. So if you're looking for something like a, a video done for Facebook or something to promote your products or brand, you can uh, contact Curtis and he'll be happy to help you out. We also have uh, For Humanities by Shannon Griffin. So who does t-shirt design, she's a cancer survivor, but and she does lots of creating and events, Survive and Thrive. So you can, uh, you can if you just search for human itties, as in double T, uh, like a t-shirt, but you can uh, connect with her there. But uh, big thanks to these. Uh, we'll be back after another song from Lisa Moan, Country Girls Rock and Roll. We've just heard her new song, and we'll play Country Girls Rock and Roll. We'll be back with Tony. Um, 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 basically after the song and we'll just chat a little bit more and then we'll find out where people can connect with Tony and uh, what Tony really is goals for the, his goals going forward and what he wants to do in life uh, and what he wants to achieve as he's starting to take back his life but we'll be back in a second Party crazy and dance all night in the 
welcome back to uh, this next part of uh, Ramsey and Leash going around with my guest Tony Davis all the way all the way from Michigan. Uh, I want to say thank you for being on the show and thank you for doing it. Virginia, not Virginia, but it's the wrong person. <laughs> Freudian slip there at this time of night. It is late, I'm doing it, so totally Freudian slip there. What's an idiot? Uh, anyway, but um, so let's uh, you, I mean, let me ask you something. How did you cope with your depression? Did you get through it? Was it medicated or was it just non medicated? Well, uh, during during that whole time of of rehab of my my diabetes getting under control from not taking care of them when i was a teenager um from uh 20 from about 20 to 23 i developed a lot of uh, uh depression um and that runs in the family too uh, my, my aunt Reno had depression and a few other people had depression in my family as well um, come to find out that depression was a was a complication of diabetes. You know, who would have thought? But yeah, sure it did. Uh, anytime you're dealing with hormonal hormonal issues, um, like your you know your diabetes, keeping your your diabetes under control, it does help the chemicals in your body yeah. work better, so that you can yeah. you know function uh, more sanely than than others. Um, so like I said, you know, in the 20, in my mid to early twenties, I started developing a lot of, uh, health issues, um, uh, and the depression kind of kicked in. Uh, a lot of it was from stress. A lot of it was from uncertainty. Um, a lot of it was just from, uh, um, being mad at God, um, in, in life and everything else. And, uh, a transitional period from moving from North Carolina to, to here in Virginia, where I am now, where I've been for the past 15 years. And um, so uh, several times I did get put into a, um, a mental institution. Um, it was kind of a, uh, it really wasn't an institution. It was kind of a, uh, it was a hospital for, you know, people who deal with, with diabetes and depression and, and things like that. And, um, you know, they, I did have a few therapists and therapy really didn't work for me to the point, you know, uh, because they just really wanted to push pills on me. And I'm like, look, no, uh, I, I take enough medicine as is and it all complicates everything. So, you know, just, just talk to me. Um, and so, you know, we did, we, we talked a lot and, um, I, I found that the more that I got my diabetes under control and, and my other health situation under control, my depression went away less and less. Through also through um, uh, just having a therapist, someone to talk to, uh, friends, family, um, whatever. Um, going out and relieving my stress by uh, uh, kicking cans or whatever, you know, um, letting some anger out, uh, you know, that helped. And uh, even to this day, I still deal with it uh, a little bit, um, not to the point that I don't think I need to get therapy or anything, but um, I do have friends and family I do talk to all the time, and uh, especially here on uh, on Get Vocal and all through the world, and um, uh, people here in town, you know, they talk to me and uh, give me a lot of moral and uh, ethical support that way. And um, so for me, it was more of a, of a uh, 
thing of yeah therapy uh talking to people helped quite a lot uh, and didn't need to have more medications well i know you said didn't, i know you said you didn't really want to mention the stresses in your life but what just is there what kind of stresses do you go in your life and why well well for one my my health is one that's a very big stress health is a very big stress uh you're, you're, uh, you're trying to, to you're, you're now you're trying to sort of change that aren't you've been going to the gym quite yeah. and and now you know now for the past few years i've been going to a gym and and uh doing um walking on treadmills and lifting weights and that kind of stuff but still uh health issues is a big stress for me um to the point it, it it's just more anger than, than anything else but i learned to deal with it like look if i don't deal with it i'm, I'm gonna get sicker yeah or end up dead um family life family situations uh that's that's a big stress um and a big transitional period again in my life where there's some uncertainties about where things are been going in the future and and um what, what, uh, with, do, what with, do you want to do what what do you actually want uh, where do you see yourself in if, if you've got any goals that you set yourself or do you i i, I do and I, I do see where where god is taking me in some areas um about in april of 2015 i just happily it was kind of like a happy accident um got thrown into the web series community. Uh, what the web series community is a group of people who makes uh, web content uh, for, for video platforms like YouTube and Vimeo and daily motion. And uh, they, they make anything from uh, web series to independent movies, independent films, and, and just stuff like that. And I got involved in that group because of the fact that I found a web series I liked and it made me burst out laughing and I got to be good friends with the guy who created it. And, uh, the guy, this guy's name is Jeff Burns. Uh, Jeff, if you hear this, hello. <laughs> um, uh, Jeff made a web series called super knocked up about this, uh, super, uh, superhero who got his, uh, super nemesis pregnant and they had learned to raise the baby together. And so, so, um, we um we got to be good friends and he told me about his talk show he did on, on youtube called super geeked up and i've become very involved in that community in the super geeked up community every wednesday i'd watch and get to know these independent uh movie creators and and uh, writers and producers directors just people who did this creative stuff and i'm uh still to this day involved in it um in 2016, I, I developed a group for for them um, called Web Series Friends. So now, you know, I now have the Web Series creators, podcasters, um, independent movie makers, people who get their crowd uh, money funding through for their projects through crowdfunding. They come on my site and they promote what they do, and you know, they get to know each other. And um, you know, I've helped out quite a bit. Where that's taken me in my life is. Um, at the age of 18, I started developing a, a small screenplay, started just writing one out, and um, uh, really didn't um, do much with it. Just kind of had it back of my mind, was doing, you know, developing the back of my mind as I was dealing with life and, and other things. And um, 
it wasn't until about 2015 that I really started working on my screenplay, just writing it out. And um, I uh, it, now say I'm about 75% done with that screenplay, writing writing it all out, writing it out the way I want it. And, and um, um, that's where I think God's taken me is in the um, it's kind of in the, the new wave of the entertainment industry these days. Um, getting to know these people who make original content for the web that eventually goes on to things like Hulu and Netflix and uh, all these streaming platforms that you do that you hear about. And um, I plan on um, presenting my screenplay to them say, Hey, help me produce this, write this. Okay. Uh, and then um, I've got a few others in the back of my mind too. In frustrations of trying to write that one, I come up with a few others. So I um God's putting me in that area to the point that I can see myself helping people find the resources and the connections they need for the different projects they do. Okay. So what about even though so have you finished any any of the screenplays yet? I, I like I said, I am about seventy five percent done with my screenplay writing it all out. And um, a lot of people in the web series community have, have heard my idea. I've told them my idea. They said, yeah, that's wonderful. You need to do that. Um, do you have a and target to finish? I, do you have a target to finish the script? I I do. I plan on finishing it between summer of next year, which will be summer of 2020. Okay. And I plan on finishing it out. And um, the reason it's uh, uh, is the reason because it's that length of time, or could you finish it sooner? I, I could uh, finish it sooner, but a lot of it has to do with family situations, family uh, uh, stuff going on with family, um, health situations uh, on my part, and, and just trying to say, okay, um, it all depends on what's going on with me health-wise and well, other areas. Right. No. Well, you obviously at the moment, but I see what I see by interviewing you. Obviously, you're making the process of to improve your health, which is great. Uh, with going to the gym, are you while you're doing going to the gym? Are you changing your eating habits as well as a diet? Are you changing your diet lifestyle? Is that to counteract the gym? So you're getting that nice balance to improve what you're doing. Not, not really. I mean, I do count carbs. I count them devotedly because I'm a diabetic, and that's the best way to control your diabetes. Um, is counting my carbs and um, I am cutting back on, you know, you know, try not to eat so many desserts and that stuff at lunch and dinner, uh, but pretty much just staying active and uh, staying, staying active to the point that uh, um, it's uh, helping my diabetes as I'm going along um, through diet and, and normal exercise uh, diet normal diet and the exercise I'm doing. Would you say, I mean, by the, just a, a question by what I've been listening to, would you say, you know, you, you seem, you've said, you're, you're, it sounds like you, with wanting to, you're wanting to move forward in your life and you're wanting to get, move things, but you still feel that you're not quite winning the battle against your health and that's holding you back. Would you well, you, you know, the health does battle. The health is a big issue because um, a lot of times I do have to rely on my family uh, because of my health. And um, uh, diabetes is one of those situations where 
sometimes you're fine and wonderful, and then sometimes your blood sugar can drop from 100 and 160 all the way down to 58 for for no reason, no rhyme or reason. So you know, I, I like to know that somebody's around all the time. So you know, in case that I get in one of those situations, uh, or just anybody, just anybody in general, I'd be able to say, "Look, I'm, I'm having a diabetic weak spell. You need to help me check my blood sugar and help me uh, be with me so that I don't, you know, pass out." Uh, and and that's kind of a a, a thing that holds me back. And then. Um, uh, Again, my family, uh, not just uh, them dealing with um, uh, being around me from our health situation, but them really understanding, um, yeah, it's time for him to move on and uh, deal with life. Um, so that's going to be another big issue, big struggle. Do you, um, do you I mean, I mean, you're, you're going to be 45, you're only a year older than me. Um, but you are you going to I mean what do you want to do? Do you ever want to settle down in life and have a partner uh, and somebody because I mean we all know that we're, we're <clears throat> our parents are not going to be allowed and usually are not going to be around yeah. forever and you're going to be it's just going to be you. Uh, so do you have a would you like to sit in that kind of, that kind of person wants to settle down and get married or and you work or maybe work, well it. it just be me, be me and my brother, and my brother is four years older than me, and I have two nephews that are teenage years. Mm-hmm. And um, but pretty much it will be me on my own. I don't think my brother would take care of me if if something were to happen. Uh, well, he might to a point, to the point of killing me of kindness is what would it be? Right. I'd be more depressed, more depressed than anything else. So, um, as far as finding someone, if it happens, it happens, and if it don't. It doesn't. Um, I'm not, you know, real particular about it. Uh, I would like somebody, um, but with all the uh, social problems I have and uh, uh, other situations, I just haven't found the right person for me. Um, And um, if I do find somebody, that's great and wonderful. I hope that I do. I hope that's part of God's plan for me in the future. One, um, one, just one quick question, and uh, before we will start to wrap up, we'll get people find out where people can actually connect with you. Uh, with and we'll have the show notes, Tony's and uh, connections in the show notes of the podcast where people can connect with him. Um, I think I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, actually, I I, I thought <laughs> totally, I, I just totally forgot what I was about to say because I was. Oh, okay. I started saying regarding the, where you can connect. Um. If I can backtrack and remember, I remember what I just thought of. It was a good question, but I completely forgot, which is a pain. Nothing worse. Uh, I've been doing a live recording. Uh, yes. I hate when you lose your train of thought. Um, I was. Well, oh, that's what that's what I was. I can remember now. Yes, the question. Now you have touched on that. You do feel that you're going in the direction of doing screenplays. Now they are obviously a long term project and these things take time to develop and don't happen overnight but what oh yeah okay so what are you willing to try and reason my mind what are you willing to try and do on the now to obviously work wise to be able to try and earn have some sort of work ethic inside you to get a job or to try and earn some money to try and get yourself 
while you're improving your health and going forward, going forward. Well, well, like I said, I've done, I've done some of that. You know, I have literally sat down and wrote a lot on my screenplay and in the frustration of writing my screenplay, other screenplays have come up. So I've, I've written them, them down and put them on the back burner while the main one is being, you know, uh, out. Um, I'm also connecting with a lot of people in the entertainment industry, uh, friendship wise. And, um, uh, so I, I help them out quite a bit through, through friendships and they help me out quite a bit that way. Um, another thing I'm going to have to do is, is, you know, get my health under control. And, and I have been, I've been doing that quite a bit. Um, one of the things that's going to be coming up in the next few years is actually dealing with, the American government, uh, as far as, um, you know, for the past, uh, since 98, I have been legally disabled, um, and getting, and getting help through Medicare and Medicaid. Okay. Uh, and, um, I'm going to have to go to the, um, to the American government, my, my, um, uh, co- caseworkers and say, look, um, I think I can work. I need to, I need to have a job. I need to have some kind of job. Uh, this is what I plan on doing. Um, well, I plan on you know well, can you getting a little physically wise and always having the disability and what you do what you can and can't do do you, uh, are you able to maybe do some basic cleaning or could you do a desk job you do, oh yeah you know I could you know, I could do a desk job and you know push pencils and you know obviously I'm internet savvy so I'm very good with computers and internet you know internet savvy That's good and uh, um, you know I'm going to have to go to the government and say look I, I need some kind of job I need some kind of part-time or full-time job or something um to to uh so i just don't exist i need to live not just exist yeah. like i i have been doing um and um that i plan on uh uh working towards um presenting some of my ideas to some independent movie makers that i know and have them help me out and um I'm going to have to get, gain a lot of independence uh, uh, again. Not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. But yeah. what we'll do is we'll uh, let, find out, Tony, where can people can, can wrap things up? Where can people can connect with you? Where can they? Well, there there are several places you can connect with me. Uh, like I said, I am on YouTube. Uh, if you want to see my, my vlogs, which I put up uh, – put up vlogs, family videos, uh, progress and learning to play the violin and everything, put them up on there on my blog, which is youtube.com slash listersmate2, L-I-S-T-E-R-S-M-A-T-E, and then put the number two on there. Um, you could connect me with me on Instagram, where I put up pictures of uh, my family and my friends and um, uh, promote uh, my friend's web series and things on my uh, Instagram channel or Instagram page. Uh, you can find me there on Lister's Mate. Uh, if you have a web series, a podcast, a uh, independent movie, a, a project that you're doing through, um, you're getting uh, funding through crowd crowdfunding sources like Indiegogo or Patreon or whatever, please join my group. I would really appreciate it if, it, if you would. Uh, go on Facebook and look for Web Series Friends. All one word. Uh, separated uh, web series friends and uh, you know I love helping people who are creative and have their own projects and uh, you'll find lots of people to connect with on my group 
uh, a lot of people who support you and um, um, we'll, we'll help you. Uh, no questions asked. Uh, we don't ask for money. I don't ask for money. Just maybe an occasional thank you every now and then. But uh, again, you can find that on Facebook uh, at Facebook Friends uh, or, or excuse me, Web Series Friends. And um, also you can find my like page uh, for my YouTube channel, which is to put in the search mate and you'll find me there. And um, if you would like to email me, you could email me too uh, at listersmate at centurylink.net, L-I-S-T-E-R-S-M-A-T-E at centurylink.net. Well, thank you for that. Well, uh, as I say, we'll have all these uh, Tony's show notes on the list of the podcast if you're listening on the audio version of this. Um, so, as I say, it's been it's been great to have Tony on Ramsey Unleashed going beyond borders. Uh, all the way from Virginia, I get right this time. Um, as I say, big thanks to our, all our supporters. We've had the uh, music by Lisa Moen. We've had uh, our 60-second singing tip by Benita Charles from benitacharles.com. And we, we're grateful for all the people who are involved with Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders. We are going to be having a new platform soon. Watch this space. Uh, something that's going to help us go more viral. And also, we're looking to like, always like to support people. We like to support people with music, upcoming artists, uh, taking their music from the local scene to a more global scene on Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders. As I say, we are in Edinburgh, Scotland. We are um, using a platform from getvocal.com. We thank you for them. Thank you for the service they have provided. Um, as I say, thank you to everyone who's been listening. For those who will be listening on the replay, uh, maybe get a chance to see the video. If it's on the front page of Get Vocal, you can rewatch it. So to everyone who has been, um, well, yeah, as I say, to our listeners, and we thank you for all the countries that are, you're listening in. Thank you. And thank you to Tony for being on. Hopefully you've survived the Unleashed of Ramsey Unleashed. <laughs> Have you su- survived? Oh, yeah, probably. I did, yes. You survived. Quite a bit. Well, he's now been Unleashed. So I want to say to everybody, thank you very much. Can you give me a closing segment? Um, well, pretty much all I want to say is um, uh, do like I did. Find yourself. Find find your benefit. Find your best self. Find people who click with you, um, and and uh, deal with your struggles. Uh, fight with them. Fight with them as much as you have to. And um, when when the fighting ends, fight some more. Uh, and. Uh, uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, thank you to everyone who's been listening and watching on the video as well. Take it easy wherever you are in the world. Have a great, great week, weekend, whatever, whatever time it is in the morning in the world. You're maybe having breakfast. You may be having dinner. Enjoy, have fun, and until the next podcast, take it easy. <laughs>